0: Blog Talk Radio.
1: Thirty minute timeout. Oh man, I thought I turned that thing off. I guess I didn't. Welcome. This is not thirty minute timeout. I told you that last week, and I guess I'll have to tell you again this week. I thought I turned off that intro. Uh, this is Wager Vision and all gambling podcast uh, with myself and Cam. Uh, Also, Jared will be joining us probably next week. He's on vacation this week enjoying uh, Utah or something like that. I think it was Utah or Wyoming. I don't remember. Somewhere over there in the mountains. Um, But today, me and Cam are going to be bringing some stuff about preseason football. Uh, Today isn't going to be all about gambling just because there isn't too much going on unless we end up talking all about gambling, which could happen because we are degenerates and that's what we like to talk about uh, but we'll probably talk about a little bit stuff about the NFL and break that down. Uh, but I am Boomer, and you can find me on Twitter at LiveWithBoomer, and you can find Cam at Cam Ron Covers And Cam, say hello to the people, my man.
0: Hey, how's everyone doing? Uh, you know, we got to turn that sound clip on before the new show. We got to get get one for the new uh, title. But this <laughs> is the preseason, so we're just working out some kinks.
1: Yep, that's right. Sam, and uh, start off with you, uh, some of the things you want to talk about with some of the <laughs> lines you liked and trends going on with uh, this week two preseason coming up.
0: Sure. So uh, week two, um, you know, it's, it's, it's still a preseason, so my action is very light. I only have one game that I'm actually betting on, which we'll get to in a few minutes. Uh, but there are a few uh, kind of broad concepts that I think would be useful to talk about when wagering on the preseason in particular in week two, because there is a really powerful trend um, that I'm going to bring up that you guys could use when you're looking through these games and trying to pick which ones you want to bet on. Um, And that is 0-1 teams against 1-0 teams. And very powerful trend here. If all you did was bet on winless teams in week two of the preseason facing teams that won their first game in the preseason, you would be 158 against the spread okay that's the license to print money obviously we're looking at a trend in hindsight so i doubt anyone has bet on all 158 of those games um but i think it makes a lot of sense and here's why you know coaches aren't going all out in the preseason they're not calling all the trick plays that they would try to win a game in the regular season they're not you know bringing in everything that they would uh to win in the regular season but They do pay attention to narratives, and nobody wants to be 0-4 headed into the regular season. Nobody wants to beat writers to turn against them. And so I do think there's a strong incentive for these teams to try harder and win that first game. And then on the flip side, if you've already won your first preseason game, maybe you let off the gas a little bit. You're worried about injuries. You pull your starter out of the game after two drives instead of four. And so I think this trend makes sense. And, you know, the sample size is really big. So I'm actually going to be using this um, when placing my one wager this week, which we'll get to in a few minutes. But, yeah, definitely definitely something to look out for betting winless teams in week two. All
1: right. <laughs> oh. What, what is the uh, couple th- – that is a crazy trend that there's that many – I mean, yeah, like you said, there's nobody betting 158 preseason games, you wouldn't think. Uh, but if so, that person has one hell of a strategy and it's working out for them, and uh, props to them if there is somebody out there doing it. So that's pretty awesome. What are some of – what is the one game you actually like?
0: Sure. So, um, well, first of all, let me do this because there are eight of those situations this week, so a whole bunch of them. Um, I'll just run down them very quickly. Redskins hosting the Jets, Eagles at the Patriots, Bills at the Browns, Dolphins at the Panthers, Jaguars at the Vikings, Rams hosting the Raiders, Cowboys hosting Cincinnati, and the Titans hosting the Buccaneers. So all eight of those situations, um, our trend applies here. The one I'm looking at is actually taking the Eagles plus three and a half at the Patriots. I'm not really, you know, I'm not really... Giving much attention to this revenge factor, I don't think that matters at all. It's the preseason, the Patriots Belichick, they're going to do whatever they're going to do. Um, so I, i'm not, I'm not caring about the revenge factor here, but I like the Eagles because number one, they fit the trends. Number two, they're getting three and a half points, which is which I think is huge in preseason. And also you know one thing that we talk about when betting on preseason is quarterback depth right? Because the starters come out very early backups, third stringers, sometimes even fourth stringers play most of the game. So depth becomes that much more important. And I think the Eagles have a pretty solid lineup of quarterbacks behind uh, Carson Wentz. He's not going to be playing. So, you know, I read through some of the local newspapers in Philadelphia. We think Nick Foles is going to play a few series. Um, He's certainly uh, competent. Some, some people think he's good enough to be a starter. And then behind him, we're going to get Nate Sudfeld. He's going to play probably most of the game. And most people don't know his name. I do because he was on the Redskins last year um, backing up the backup, the third stringer. Um, But in his first game, Nate Sudfeld actually did pretty well. He he was 10 of 14 for 140 yards, two touchdowns, did have two interceptions, but those were early. And you could see that he kind of bounced back from that. So – I like the Eagles here, at plus three and a half. I think they have the quarterback depth. And, you know, I think they can at least keep it close and maybe even win the game in New England on Thursday. What do you think? Yeah, uh,
1: yeah. I actually was looking at I, – I actually like that three and a half too, uh, mainly because, you know, Tom Brady, if he's going to play, it may be one drive. Uh, Julian Edelman isn't going to play. I'm guessing Gronk probably isn't going to play because he's always injured. So, pretty much, Patriots aren't going to play that many people. Has like you said, decent quarterbacks that are trying to look good for either trade bait or for a backup position. I think Nick Foles, no matter what, I think he. I get he won a Super Bowl. I get he won a Super Bowl MVP. I think the guy's garbage as fuck. I don't care what anybody has to say. Uh, Joe Flacco also wants to look good in the playoffs, and look how shitty he is. Uh, but in a playoff game, and a veteran like that that's been around, is going to be able to tear up any of those vanilla defenses. Uh, and I, I just think that the Patriots. I mean, who do they got? Brian Hoyer, who is whatever. Um, And they don't have that many, you know, rookies. I think they're not going to hardly play anybody. So I think that Philly actually ends up winning that game outright. I almost would uh, play the money line on that if there even is one, which there probably is. Um, Yeah, they're plus 145. So I I probably would rather do that than even do the points, just because I think that their chance is better to beat the Patriots myself.
0: Sure. Yeah. That's a juicy money line. I might consider that as well. Um, any thoughts on the total? I'm, it's sitting at forty-two and a half right now. Um, you know, my first lean would be towards the over because I think Philadelphia can put points on the board, but you know, it's complicated because because of these backups, you never know. And, you know, Brian Hoyer is going to come in for the Patriots. Do they put up more than 20 points? I'm not sure. So do you have any opinion on the total there?
1: Uh, for me, on preseason, I know a lot of people are always like, "Oh, preseason games under." Uh, I know preseason, not the Hall of Fame game, because nobody cares about that. But bet every single over uh, the first week of preseason, and they won every game but two, so they came out pretty good uh, on that. That worked out for them pretty good. Um, second week is, you know, this is almost kind of like the first. So I think it's almost <laughs> a toss up. As you can tell, they're starting to adjust it. A lot of those games last week were mostly all in the 30s. This one, you know, this week you got a lot in the 40s. Maybe just barely in the 40s, but they're there. Um, so, I actually, I, I don't know with the Patriots. I mean, their defense isn't good. But, you know, like I said, everything's vanilla. Both teams are going to want to, like, get some work in with their, you know, see who's going to actually make the team. Um, so, I would actually say it's probably going to be pretty close. Uh my thing right now has it at forty three. I probably would take the over, but I bet you it's gonna be I, I bet it's gonna come down to like the last possession that whether it goes over or not.
0: Sure, and you know, it's funny you mentioned your uh your friend betting every single over. Um did he tip you off to that before before last week or was he just telling you after it worked out for him? No,
1: he's he's been doing it for the past two or three years of gambling. I know that. Yeah. So, and it's worked every single year. So, I mean, yeah. I don't, I don't follow it. I don't do it, but uh, you know, yeah. that, he, his trends didn't work for him. I mean, good for him.
0: <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That's funny. I mean, I would say as a general strategy, I mean, unless you have a good reason to do that week in and week out, probably stay away. But one thing that uh, might be affecting that is the new rule changes um, as far as targeting with the head. You know, we're noticing more flags, and it seems like defenders are having a hard time adjusting to the new rule. I'm thinking that might have some effect on these totals because, you know, if there are more flags called, then that's 15 yards and a first down. That leads to more scoring. And also, you might have defensive players, you know, a cornerback playing a little further back from the receiver because he's afraid of, um, you know, getting called for this flag. I think it might affect the defense and maybe that has something to do with these totals going over. Any thoughts on that?
1: Um, Yeah, I think every year – I can't remember what the rule changed. I don't remember if it was last year or two years ago. I can't actually remember what it was. But it was a new rule that they were trying out that they flagged a lot, too, in the preseason. I think they kind of worked out the kinks on the rules uh, during the preseason. God, I can't remember what it was. But it was something kind of like this helmet rule. I can't remember exactly what it was. But they threw tons of flags, and that also helped uh, for overs – and then once it came to the regular season, they kind of never threw it again. Uh, I mean, they maybe like the first week or two, they threw it a little bit, but it was nothing like the preseason. And then next thing you know, everybody fr- forgot about that rule and it wasn't even a big deal, which is what I think might happen with this helmet rule. If people keep being as outraged as they are and if the season starts and people are still pretty upset about it, I think you might see that rule kind of go away unless it's a really obvious uh, helmet, you know, lead with your head kind of hit. But yeah, I think those, preseason games go over a lot because of that. And you got, you know, somebody might end up having a third, you know, a, the third depth chart players might be really good. They might be able to put up points or you got a actual QV duel that they got to really go out there and sling the ball to, to, you know, show that they deserve a spot, either the string or first string, whatever. And that ends up putting up a lot of points. So those games, sometimes you just get crazy. It's just, for me, I just find preseason really dangerous because you never know what seriously might happen. So a lot of times I just stay away with, from
0: it. Yeah, you never know. I, I think if you're on the fence with some of these sides or totals, just stay off and enjoy the game. There's a lot more uh, uncertainty in the preseason. There's there's so much going on with new rule changes taking place and, you know, coaches not coaching the way they would when they're trying to win a game. So, yeah, I'd say take it pretty light. Um, the the other game that I have uh, a few opinions on is Pittsburgh at Green Bay. Um, that's also on Thursday. Pittsburgh is, uh, excuse me, Green Bay is minus five and a half at home, um, and, and this is because news broke that Aaron Rodgers isn't going to play, um, but they're uh, having a bit of a quarterback battle behind him with Brett Hundley and Deshaun Kaiser. Actually, looking kind of kind of decent. I, I didn't think I'd ever say that of, of Deshaun Kaiser because he looked just horrible last year for the Browns. Um, But him and Hundley are battling it out for that second roster spot. Whoever doesn't get it will likely be cut. And so money's coming on the Packers, uh, driving this line up. And on the Steelers' side, neither Ben Roethlisberger or the backup Landry Jones, neither of them are going to play. And so they're going to put these stiffs out here, Joshua Dobbs and Mason Rudolph. I haven't seen them play in the preseason, but um, I'm I'm certain that they're not uh, world beaters or anything. Do you have any opinion on this game? My lean is definitely on Green Bay. Um,
1: actually, Deshaun Kaiser in his first game, I lived, you know, in the Midwest, so the Green Bay game was on here. I think it might have been on everywhere. I don't know, but we definitely got it uh, for the first preseason game. Last year, I didn't think Kaiser looked that bad. He can fling the ball. His problem is when he gets in the red zone. I don't know what happens, but he gets in the red zone, and he kind of falls apart. I don't know if it's a smaller field, throws bad balls. Uh, But, yeah, he was flinging it all over the field last game. I think he can be a good quarterback. I think the Browns gave up on him too early. I think it was stupid. I don't think you should have taken him where you did and then just given up on him that quick. But, you know, they're the Browns and they're idiots anyway. So that's kind of the way that it goes. Um, So, yeah, and I think Hundley's terrible. So I think Kaiser definitely beats him out. Um, Hundley was okay in college. I never thought he would transition that well into the NFL. uh, But a lot of people had hype on him back then. But uh, so then – I have I know Mason Rudolph from college, uh, and I, I watched a little bit of his highlights on his drive. He he's got a he can hit receivers. He's just not too much of a deep ball thrower. Uh, but he he can get he can hit the receivers pretty good. He played really good, but he was the only quarterback that didn't throw a touchdown. But his numbers were actually pretty efficient and good when he played last. And him and Dobbs, I think, are really going to be fighting for that spot. So that that game actually it might be really close. Um, I'm looking at the money line on that. Pittsburgh is plus 200. Packers are minus 240. Five and a half, or in take five and a half, and bet Pittsburgh just because I think that those two, kind of like you said, Hundley and Kaiser are going to be battling it out. Uh, but I think uh, Rudolph and uh, Dobbs are going to be doing the same thing. And Rudolph already has a connection with uh, James Washington, who, they, who the Steelers drafted. You know, they played together in college, and they were an awesome duo. So, I, I think if they get play some together, they might, they might light up that defense pretty
0: good. Yeah, that's, that's a good point on Deshaun Kaiser. I mean, I think just it's kind of like when Bill Belichick trades a player, you've got to be pretty confident that he's out of his prime and that he's no longer worth his contract. And if the Browns, you know, conversely, if the Browns do anything, you've got to know it's pretty much the wrong decision. And I think you're right, drafting, drafting Kaiser that early in the draft and then not really giving him a chance. Uh, you know they sent him out there with that horrible offensive line, and yeah, he he's, It seems like he's he's seeing 15 or 16 defenders out there sometimes, but who knows? Maybe with a better, more competent organization, he can revitalize his career. But uh, I wanted to ask you, did you see the news? Hugh Jackson, um, you know he's uh, his form of punishment is actually sending his rookie Antonio Callaway out there to play more snaps. Did you read that story?
1: I've read it and I've heard – I haven't watched Hard Knocks because I I don't watch it. I think it's a stupid show. Uh, But they were saying that, yeah, on that he explained it on Hard Knocks too why he was playing him uh, – saying that 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 was his punishment, that he had to play longer in the preseason, like giving the guy more snaps and figuring out how to play in the NFL as a punishment, which I, I don't know. Hugh Jackson also says that he believes Callaway, that his friends were using his car before he got shipped there and that it wasn't his weed and blah, blah, blah. Even though Callaway already had a diluted sample at the combine as well. And that's why he fell in the draft. So I don't know how much I'd want to believe him, but I just think, I don't, I also don't know. I'm sick of everybody who trying to overreact to punishments or underreact, to, you know, or get mad when they underpunish. Like I just don't care anymore. If the guy wants him to play football, play football. If you want to, if you want to punish him for some reason, then punish him, but the NFL is going to do it anyway. So I I would just let it go and see what happens pretty much.
0: Sure. I think, I think some of this might be the case of, uh, you know, it's preseason, so we got to have something to talk about. Yeah. Uh, any other games, uh, any other games week two that you like?
1: Oh, uh, well, I, what I was going to say too about the Deshaun the Kaiser thing that you were saying, um, about how he, uh, he also had, like, no weapons on offense. Like, Nijoku, what? He was a rookie, too, last year, wasn't he? They're tied in. Yep. And then yep. Corey Coleman was a rookie who didn't end up – or second year who didn't look that good. Uh, so, I, I don't I don't know. I can't I, – I think the Browns are stupid for giving up on him too soon. I think he could end up having a good year. I think that the Packers might actually get some people that want to trade for him at some point in the year if as many quarterbacks go down this year as that did last year. So, I think Kaiser has a shot at – Stayed in the NFL for a long time, and he might work out to be, you know, an average quarterback or maybe, maybe a little bit better. Uh, so, hopefully, he uh, shows out again and keeps it going. I actually, I, I hate Notre Dame, but I always kind of liked him there because he kind of was like F you, Chip Kelly, because Chip, Ke- or not Chip Kelly, Brian Kelly, my bad, because Brian Kelly's a, a d bag. Uh, but another game, um, I mean, you got the battle of, and uh, you know. California with the Rams and Raiders. I'm a big Raiders fan, but I don't like that two and a half because the Rams are a way better team. Both have their best defensive players sitting out. Uh, Both are probably going to barely play any starters. That game could be really close. Actually, the Raiders defense might be be a little bit better because they got two corners last year that were kind of hurt throughout the year that were rookies. that are supposed to be good. They should be playing a lot, but that two and a half is kind of crazy. Um, I actually would go with the Dallas Cowboys at minus three uh, only because I think that Dak is going to be playing some more, more than usual to, to try and build like a rhythm uh, with all those receivers that are kind of new. Since the only person he really has is Cole Beasley. Everybody else is pretty new on the team. They got that rookie wide receiver from uh, Colorado State Gallup that looked pretty good in the first game. So I think uh, Dak might be out there a little bit longer, so they'll put up some points and Cincinnati I'll, Cincinnati will probably make a comeback at some point, but I think the Cowboys will
0: cover that three. How about the Cowboys on the season? Uh, what's your outlook on them? And, you know, the, I think the narrative right now is that they're, they're they're due for another down year, you know, losing Dez and losing Jason Witten. And I, I, I'm i shocked to hear that most people in the media are negative on the Cowboys because they're such a public team, America's team. And, you know, To me, I think it's a bit of a overreaction. I think they're going to find production out of the receivers, and I think as long as they have that ground-and-pound offense uh, behind that monster O-line, as long as they've got um, Dak Prescott making good decisions, I feel like they've got a good chance, but it seems like people are writing them off already. What's your outlook on them?
1: Um, I think people are nuts. I don't know why they're doing that. Um, so this website, that uh, it's called capsports.com, they invited me into pretty much give picks throughout the year and people can follow me and you, you can build up different uh, people who follow you. And you can, if you do good, you can make money and stuff like that. It's called CashSports.com. I gave out three NCAA uh, future or all season wins uh, totals, overs or unders. And I did three NFL. And I took the Cowboys are actually one of my favorites in the NFL at the eight and a half. I think they at least get the nine wins, if not more this year. I think getting rid of uh, Dez is huge for the chemistry on that team. I think that getting Zeke back for all of the games this year is huge. I think he might be the best running back in football. Their defense has got some great pass rushers. It's going to depend on their cornerbacks, which if Dallas is getting in there, you know, putting pressure on the quarterback, it makes the corner's position a lot easier. Uh, than if you're sitting back there waiting. So, I think Dallas this year is actually going to be really good. I think they have a very good shot at winning the division. I think I told you that. I think I had them winning the division in that, uh, at the first podcast when I was talking about yep. division winners. Um, so, I, I definitely am on the Cowboys. I'm usually against most public opinions. I'm against, like, I don't think that the Giants are going to be any good, and a lot of people think they're going to be good, and I don't get why. Uh, so, I, yeah, I love the Cowboys over eight and a half. I actually really like them on the season. And I think they got a great shot of making the playoffs and winning that division.
0: All right, moving on. Um, any other picks in week two?
1: Uh, no, there's not too much anything else I'm really seeing uh, in that week two. I kind of like the Houston's minus two and a half, but I I, I don't think Watson's playing yet. Um, and I they're, most of their defense is veterans, so a lot of them probably won't play much if at all. So I'm actually just going to stay away. That was the only other one I kind of liked. Other than that, yeah, there isn't anything too much that I really like there.
0: Sure. The only other interesting game for me has got to be Baltimore and Indianapolis. And for the simple reason of John Harbaugh has got this insane against-the-spread record in the preseason. Him along with uh, uh, Zimmer of the Vikings. Those guys, they, it, it, it seems like they're going all out in the preseason. It seems like they really care about building momentum. Um, so they've both gotten very profitable against the spread records. Uh, Baltimore is plus one on the road, and um, you know I haven't checked. I haven't looked in to see how how much playing time Andrew Luck is going to get. That would probably be the deciding factor for me. Um, and I know Lamar Jackson for Baltimore looked pretty shaky last week, but I do like RG three RG three's play in the preseason so far, and I think that also having a quarterback that's mobile really helps you. Uh, it's a much bigger advantage in the preseason when you're going against second and third string defenses, so you have that with RG3 and Lamar Jackson. Um, I would probably lean Baltimore in that game, Uh, but again, I'm not going to fire on that until I find out about Andrew Luck and what kind of playing time he's going to get. Do you have any opinions on that game? It's on Monday night. Uh, uh,
1: For me, uh, actually, Baltimore didn't even cover the first game of of the preseason in the Hall of Fame game, but uh, I think the Colts end up playing luck a little bit more again just to make sure his arm's good. Um, I, I think right now, I know everybody loves it when Lamar runs it or whatever, but I think he's looked awful in the preseason. So I think you'll see a lot of him, which maybe he'll pull it together. I think that actually what I like in that is, is actually the over in that game. I think that over is what I would take in that game more than anything. At uh, my site, says forty and a half right now. That, that's what I would take in that. I, other than that, I just don't know about Baltimore and their whole. I think they're actually going to have a really bad season, but that's me.
0: Really? Wow. I think we're going to go head to head on them throughout the year. Then I, I'm actually I'm <laughs> expecting I'm expecting a solid season for them. I think you know, looking back at the 2017 campaign, um, uh, their defense was just suffocating. I mean, that's how they win defense and running game. We'll see how some of these pieces like Mike Wallace fit in with the team. Um, and also we'll see how Joe Flacco continues uh, to play. He's been on a bit of a downward trend. If you look at his stats year over year, um, but who knows, maybe drafting Lamar Jackson so high in the draft is lit a fire underneath them. And um, you know, I'm expecting a bounce back season, but I guess we'll be going head to head on them throughout the year.
1: Yeah, for sure. I mean, uh, I, I've always been against Flacco. I, I think he's just watermelon head. I think he's no good. He had one good run, and they won the Super Bowl. And I'd say it was more most, mostly the defense, um, and one lucky. I don't know. Uh, I think his name was Raheem Morris. I can't remember what his name was now. Uh, for Denver, Denver had that game won, uh, should have got, went to the Super Bowl, and. I don't know what that safety did. He totally misjudged the ball, ran past the receiver, the receiver and fell. the receiver catches it wide open and scores the touchdown, and that's how they get in. I, I don't know. I just saw a lot of this stuff with Lucky. Um, don't think he's any good, and I think I know that they're saying with uh, having Lamar behind him, it's pressing him to be better, but I just don't think his better is still that good, and I just I don't think they'll be that good of the team. So, yeah, yeah, will yep. it out all year.
0: That's right. Um, but, yeah, just, uh, you know, that does it for me for uh, uh, picks and leans on week two. But um, just something for our listeners to keep in mind, week three is probably the closest thing you're going to get to actual NFL football because uh, most teams play their starters for, you know, at least the first quarter, sometimes even the first half. It's considered the dress rehearsal for the regular season. So I, I mm-hmm. expect to have more picks week three. and uh, But, yeah, keeping it pretty light this week.
1: Yeah, for sure. Definitely we'll have more picks week three. Uh, I wanted to actually ask something. Are you, are you in Vegas yet? I knew you were going there for a couple weeks or anything like that.
0: I am. I am in Vegas. Um, I plan on uh, going to the South Point either today or tomorrow, getting, down my, getting my first NFL uh, betting ticket.
1: The reason I yep. actually am asking, uh, I – Uh, Me and my buddy are thinking about entering the super contest at Westgate uh, Hotel Casino in Las Vegas. Uh, I I don't know. Have you ever heard about the super contest and what it is?
0: Oh yeah. It's the Super of gambling.
1: Yeah. So it's it's $1,500 a head for people that don't know. You pay $1,500 every day, every week you pick five teams in the NFL against the spread. And every time you win, you accumulate, you know, a win is a point, ties half a point, um, and you go, and whoever wins the whole thing, this year they're paying out the top 100 because it's been getting so big. Uh, last year, the winner won 1.3, like uh, $1.3 million, and it just keeps getting bigger. Uh, they used to only pay out the top 40, but even the top 40, you would still make double your money uh, or almost double your money. Um, which I don't think it would be that hard to be in the top 40, but because I, I, I'm pretty good at picking business and spread in the NFL, so we're thinking about getting into it. But I was reading the rules today, um, so I was I was going to say if you're anywhere near there, uh, I was going to ask you if you want by buy it because uh, you have to be there. Somebody has to be there, a person to give the money to do the initial things, and then you can do sure. a proxy. And and I don't know if you can be out of the state, be out of the state to put in your picks or not. Uh, My buddy thinks you can. Uh, Jason McIntyre from Speak for Yourself talks about how he does it. He lives in L.A. So I was just trying to get more information because the rules say that you have to be within the Nevada state limits to do it from their uh, phone thing. But I don't know because they also talk about how you can set up a proxy. So I don't know exactly how it works. I was trying to read it, and I forgot you were there. or just remembered you were there. So I didn't know if you are anywhere near there. But if you do go check it out, you should let me know.
0: Yeah, absolutely. I can do that for you. Cause, um, you know, I've heard a lot about this and it, you know, as far as the rules of it, I'm sure it's more complicated now with the Supreme court decision, uh, the past couple of months, um, based on what I heard from last season, following, following some of the talking heads who enter into the contest, um, most of them or, or all of them that were out of state had a proxy service. And so they had to be submitting their picks from out of Nevada, um, you know, I don't know if that's kind of thing where you have to keep it on the hush-hush, but the guy who won it last year he lived in Oregon, so I'm sure he had a proxy service, um, unless he was driving down to Vegas every Sunday to get his picks in. Uh, but, yeah, definitely something cool. to look yeah.
1: into. Yeah, like on there it says you, it's after Wednesday. Wednesday you can bet, and then it has to be before yep. Saturday morning. So, And then before Saturday morning at, like, 11 a.m., uh, otherwise you get all yep. zeroes. And yeah, that's what I was thinking. I was like, there's no way these guys are driving down there. So I don't know how you exactly do it or what, but yeah, that'd be really nice to know exactly what to do. Cause we have another friend going out there on September uh, 4th. So we might send the money out with him if we can, if we're able to do it or not. So we're really looking into that. Um, other than that gambling thing, uh, something you were, you know, kind of text me about that you kind of want to talk about, which is my team, uh, the Raiders and you were Ask you know, kind of saying like, what do you think about Gruden after the ten-year layoff? Uh, How do you feel about him, and how do you how do you think they'll fare this year, or do you think they'll get anywhere near their over/under for the season?
0: Well, look, you know, the idea that you're gonna be out of NFL football for an entire decade and come back into it and not miss a beat at all, I, I think that's nonsense. Um, to his credit, to John Gruden's credit, he has been up in the broadcast booth and he does his quarterback camp and he's, who knows, maybe he's still breaking down film because by all accounts, he's just obsessed with the game. Um, but I don't think that that's the same as, you know, it, it certainly wouldn't be the same as having been a coach for the past 10 seasons and being in the grind and knowing all these players, uh, on such an intimate level that you get to know them when you're scouting and you're on the sidelines. Um, that being said, I, you know I think if anyone can do it, it's him. You know I'm reading stories about him sleeping in the office and studying film all night, and you know, you know breaking down game plans and, and figuring out how he's going to exploit um, you know different teams and different looks that they're going to get. So, you know, I, I think the market is expecting them to be what's their season win total? Eight and a half, nine wins, something like that. Um, Thank you. Eight even eighty eight even if i had to lean i'd probably take the over just because i think they can get to nine and seven um, but I, you know i think i think they'll be okay and the saving grace for me is that he has a 10-year deal and what that shows me is that the Raiders are committed to him and they have stability um, so you know i think if it were a shorter deal a two or three year deal you might see some uh, you might see some negative stories come out if they start slow or, you know, let's say they're zero and four, right. That would be a complete disaster. But the fact that he's got a 10 year deal um, the organization is committed to him and everybody knows that. So um, that's going to permeate down into the locker room. The players know, Hey, this guy's going to be around for a while. So we better, we better find a way to get along. So I actually think the fact that he has such a long commitment from the organization is going to help them. So you know, we'll see how they look in the first couple of weeks. Um, but just like every other coach in the NFL, a lot of it's going to come down, come down to the quarterback play, and, uh, we'll see how Derek Carr shapes up the season.
1: Yeah, I actually, uh, So, what you were saying, he actually, before he became a head coach again, uh, he has his own Gruden headquarters down there in Tampa Bay where all he literally does is he gets up at 4 a.m. every single day of his life, and he's been this whole time, even when he's been doing Monday Night Football, and watches nothing but film, and cuts it down and breaks it down, and then other coaches (laughs) come in, college, college coaches like So, yeah, he's been in the game. Uh, a lot of people, you know, so he understands all the new, you know, playing change and all that stuff. So I I think he's fine on that. I actually think it's a good thing he took, I mean, maybe 10 years is a little much, but I think it's kind of a good thing. He had some time off from the players um, just because uh, they say, you know, he can wear on, on you and I'm sure players wore on him. Uh, and so now he's kind of coming in with a whole kind of fresh, different outlook than most coaches because everybody's been grinding with these players. Uh, whether, you know, they don't like coaching with them because they're millennials, you know, everything's changing. Uh, Gruden hasn't had that fight with any of that, so he's kind of coming in fresh with his own unique style, uh, which I think is going to help him out. I do think that they need to get Khalil Mack signed. I think that'll help him tremendously. I'm trying to get to eight wins. I do think that they can get to eight wins. I think their offense is just going to be unbelievable. The receiving core is legit. Jordy Nelson, Amari Cooper, Mark Davis Bryant. Today he came out and said he calls him the white tiger uh, because he has such rare talent. Um, So, I mean, if Mark Davis gets that playbook down, they could have a hell of a receiving core. They should put up tons of points like they did two years ago. Uh, So I think they have a really good shot to actually having a really good season. Um, Hopefully this Mac thing doesn't linger over their heads too much. And I I don't think Gruden cares if people in the media would even talk if they started off a little slow. I, I think he has a way tougher mentality than, than most people, and he's been in the media, so I think he it wouldn't even bother him no matter what. But I don't think there's any chance they start going forward. I think they have end up having a really good season. I think they surprise a lot of people.
0: Sure, there's going to be a lot of money on the Raiders week in and week out. Moving to Vegas, it's going to be a very public team, so it should be exciting oh, yeah, it's going be once be awesome. they get to. Last I heard, the uh, the stadium is being built now, and it should be ready to go by 2020.
1: Yeah, you should. Uh, if you're there, you should be able to check it all out. It's out by the airport. I I know that they've already laid laid groundwork and stuff, so um, it's it's gonna be pretty cool. Uh, the the renderings they showed are cool, anyways. But I don't know what it's actually gonna be like. But yeah, I actually such a big Rangers fan. I've actually been contemplating moving out there right around when they get there, just to just to be there and kind of be part of it. Yeah, I think it'd be pretty fun.
0: Oh, man, that sounds great. Yeah, I've I've been here for, <laughs> uh, you know, a couple days with my girlfriend here, and we're just checking out all the different spots that you have to see in Vegas. Um, on Monday, we checked out Fremont Street, did the Fremont Street experience, walked Love through it. a couple yeah. casinos. Yeah, it's great. It's a good time. It's a really interesting town, um, very transient. A lot of people are not from here. A lot of people from California are, are really all over the place. Um, so yeah. definitely some good conversation with uh, with the locals
1: yeah not just that, but like uh I've been on like the outskirts, and like even if you go to a motel six, I mean they got little casinos in there like dollar dollar games and stuff like that It's kind of unique and crazy uh I'm an avid golfer, I actually just got home from golfing, won some money gambling in that tonight uh played pretty awesome, so me and my my buddy <laughs> won some money against another team, um but they got tons of golf courses too, so that's huge, you know and it's Nice year round, so you can play year round. I like that. You know, I hate the shitty weather that we get here in Iowa in the winters. And I've already lived kind of all over, and I'd really like that. That's why I'm really interested in going there. I think it'd be pretty cool.
0: You're not hustling people out there on the golf course pretending like you got a hitch in your step, and then.
1: <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm not that good. But I, I'm. I guess yeah. it, it depends on it depends on the day. Some days I can be really good, and some days I can be really bad. And so uh tonight the first nine the first nine when we weren't we were uh I filled in for their league. The first nine was for league so uh nobody really does too much betting on that. And then the second nine we we're me and my buddy uh versus two other guys. Uh and I then I played awesome, uh had a couple birdies, won some money. It was a it was a pretty fun time.
0: <laughs> Sounds awesome. I'm not much of a golf fan, but the other thing that's really big here is uh, bowling, lots of bowling leagues. Some of the casinos have, uh, you know, lanes uh, in the basement. So that, I thought that was kind of funny. Um, they're everywhere. Yeah. But then, yeah, the, the, on, on the outskirts of town, you've got these tiny casinos. Um, we're in a neighborhood yep. called Huntridge, kind of a suburb, uh, maybe a mile from the Strip. And they've got this small podunk casino called Dolly's right across from the Seven Eleven 11 and Crunch Fitness. It's It's strange. It's a strange place. It,
1: yeah, um, we we sometimes we go over to this casino that's out by the Rio. It's called the Gold Coast. It's a small little casino. Uh, you wouldn't even know it's there if you didn't go out until you went out by the Rio. Uh, we walked over there because there's not as many people, and they got tons of TVs. Uh, there's a lot of people always betting horses and dogs over there. It's more of an older people casino, but um, – We go over there a lot because TV, uh, the staff is actually pretty young, so it's a good time. And most of all the table games are cheap because during March Madness, the table games at other casinos get really expensive to play. Uh, And those are usually pretty reasonable. uh, But they have a huge, huge, huge bowling alley upstairs. It's crazy. Um, I don't know how much you like Asian food, but uh, they have this restaurant called Ping Peng Pong inside the Gold Coast. It is literally rated like one of the top Asian restaurants in the world. Like it's unbelievable. So
0: if you like Asian food,
1: I, I recommend going and checking it out. Yeah.
0: Definitely. Is it, is it Asian fusion? Is it Thai or what kind of? No, it's, uh,
1: I'm not positive if it's Thai or Chinese, but it's, I mean, it's real authentic. Like it isn't like anything you've really had before. It's really good. It's, and different. I don't know how to explain it. It's not like your normal go-to-Chinese restaurant or Asian, whatever you want, Asian restaurant wherever you live. It's it's way different and it's really good.
0: Sure. Hey, how about poker room recommendations? Have you checked out any of the poker rooms? No. Uh,
1: the Rio used to have a really good one. They kind of, well, when I'm there for March Madness, they kind of knock it down and let and have like a VIP section for bedding and like lounge chairs and TVs for people. So I don't know what it's like anymore. It used to be awesome, and then they recently started doing that VIP section during March Madness, so I don't know how it is when they clear it out afterwards, but the Rio usually has a pretty good one. Um, Coast used to have one, but they got rid of it, and it was pretty it was pretty nice. Uh, but other than that, I haven't really gone to many of the poker rooms because usually I'm, by that time, it's after the games are all done and I'm wasting. we're just pretty much going around and, maybe throwing some money on black or red or a couple numbers at casinos or pulling some slots and we're just hopping out in and out of places and having a good time. So I haven't checked out too many poker rooms in Vegas, I will say that.
0: <laughs> well, it sounds like you've had quite the experience here, so definitely uh, going to be looking <laughs> into some of your advice. Probably going to ch- check out Ping Pong Pong if we're uh, in the mood for some Asian cuisine. Sounds good.
1: Yeah, it's, it's awesome. Um, but anything else you want to talk about?
0: Uh, No, that's all I had uh, prepared for this week. Um, Next week, uh, like I said, I'll probably have about three wagers ready to go just because the games really more resemble the regular season with the starters playing longer. And then also we'll be doing our uh, futures bets. Um, I'm not big on futures because I don't like having my money hung up at the sports book for six months, but I do have two plays, one team in the NFC, one team in the AFC. So I'm going to give both of those out next week.
1: All right. And then I'm going to do the same with that, and I'll probably come with some preseason picks as well. And for anybody who is listening, uh, Jared will make his debut on the show. Uh, We're excited to have Jared. He came up with the name. Uh, He's new to PSE, uh, ready to have him. Um, What I was going to say to you, Cam, if you wanted to message me afterwards, I can talk to – I don't know how much you like – I know you put on Twitter your picks and stuff like that. But I bet yeah, uh, if you wanted to, that guy on that cat sports where you do picks and stuff like that, uh, if you wanted to have, like, a site where he tweets out stuff so people follow you and look at your picks and vote if you're hot or not or fade you and mm-hmm. stuff like that, uh, when, you're, when I'm done, if you, if you wanted to know anything about that, let me know.
0: Um, sure. But
1: other than that, this is our second test show. I think it's going pretty good. I think we're uh, getting that the hang of it. Uh, like I said earlier, if you want to comment, or say something to us or disagree with any of our picks during this season, uh, you can find Cameron at Cameron Covers, and you can find me at Live with Boomer, or you can go to prosportsextra.com for more insight or anything else that's going on in the sports world. Other than that, we're listening again. Cam, ready to have a hell of a season, and uh, we'll talk to you next week, bud.
0: Absolutely. Talk to you next week.
1: All right. Later.